with the first pick of the 2020 NFL draft. And it's just going to be Roger in his basement. But, you know, it just <laughs> like it, it, like it, it's going to change a generation of football. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. crazy. It's crazy. From tip off to buzzer beater. Kick off to Hail Mary. This is Triple Overtime. Welcome back to Triple Overtime, everybody. It's your boy, Tony, back with Tiago and Cliff. Yo, yo, yo. Back with another coronavirus special, a.k.a. welcome to the NFL draft. (laughs) (laughs) We know that a lot's going down in the NFL world this week, so we went ahead and uh, made a draft special. We're going to talk a lot of draft today. We have a lot of show to talk about, but before we get into it, I'm going to hit you guys early with the socials at 3OT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to hit us up. We love typing our hot takes. We love arguing with fans. We love the debate. We love the debate. That's what we do. That's what we are out here for. So we got some things in the in the works right now for some future episodes. Next week, we've got an interview with a very special guest, somebody that uh, has definitely become a friend of the podcast. Even though she's not a fan of me, <laughs> and that's ESPN reporter and anchor Christine Williamson. So we look forward to having an interview with her next week, dropping it for all you guys to hear. She's very cool. Uh, had a good time talking to her, and uh, we look forward to sharing that with you guys. Yeah, that was fun. Ho- hopefully, hopefully our listeners—I know our listeners are going to love that. She's got a lot of. She dropped a lot of good stories about ESPN, just all kinds of good stuff. So next week's going to be awesome. Yeah, Absolutely, man, she's super fun. Shout out to Christine. Absolutely. If you haven't heard of her, educate yourself. She's good people. She's really, really good at her job. And uh, she's a great person. So uh, let's get into the NFL draft, my guys. So as of Thursday night, top five picks of the draft. Who do you guys think has the best career? Tiago, we'll go with you first. Oh, no bias involved here. <laughs> That's why I wanted to go with Tiago first. Let's just knock it out. Let's just knock it out. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. It, you guys really think my answer is going to be who it is? Yeah. Actually, yes. Very, very much so. Okay. Well, you would be surprised because my pick is Andrew Thomas. Okay. Let me tell you why. Um, Okay, all right, so that didn't work at all. All right, so that's not my pick, obviously. <laughs> I was but, like, about to say, really? That's what we're doing. We just out here talking about offensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. No, I, honestly, though, Andrew Thomas is going to have a, a good career with him and uh, backing up Daniel Jones. That, that's that's the start of something beautiful. Not anything soon, but that's the start of something beautiful. But um, but yeah, obviously, I think it's Tua for uh, a number of reasons. Uh, all you guys have to do is listen to uh, episodes 14 through of our podcast from uh, just because the Dolphins are are in such a good situation. And, you know, I've said this before. I think situation matters a lot when it comes to the NFL, where you get drafted, what team you go to, who's the GM, who's the coach, timing. Uh, that's all super important when it comes to the NFL draft. I mean, um, looking at the Dolphins as an example, you look at somebody like Ryan Tannehill. He just was not in the right fit and at the right place at the right time. He just wasn't. It didn't mean that he wasn't a good quarterback. He just wasn't in the right place. So even though I think Joe Burrow is, is I think Joe Burrow and and Tua, I, I feel like they're equals. I feel like it's 1A, 1B, but Tua's obviously in a better spot and in a better position than Joe Burrow is right now. Joe Burrow is going to a franchise that is that is in shambles. And, and, and again, not like Miami's a, a, a bowl of roses or anything, but Miami is in prime position to to take over their division. They have great coaching. 
excellent defense. They've drafted very well uh, so far. So um, I just feel like Tua can come in and make an immediate impact. And I think he's just one of those transcendent players, you know, like the way he carries himself, the the Russell Wilson-esque kind of um, uh, persona that he brings. Um, I, I think Tua is going to have a, a, a great career, not just a great season, but a great career for sure. Cliff, I'm going to go ahead and give Tiago a pass on the Tua, because if I said top 10, you would have t- talked about Isaiah Simmons being the best move that the Cardinals have made since, well, last year when they signed Kyler. But I know that his bias, your bias, you guys are both going to rock with who you got. So, well, you're not lying. But um, for the top five, for the person I think that'll probably be the most impactful and have probably the best career out of the top five of them, I'm going to go with Chase, Chase Young to Washington. I think uh, what Ron is potentially building with that defense could be something special with him and Montez. And uh, their secondary isn't horrendous. Um, but I mean, unfortunately, you know, teams that are in the top five. They got these are franchises that. We can't trust from what we've learned in the past for a quarterback to be successful. The franchise at some point in time is going to have to like figure it out and get it together. And I do think Miami is moving in that direction, but have they jumped the, you know, have they leaped over into that part of the, the trustworthy franchise category? I don't know yet. Um, Cincinnati is not even close. So uh, for Joe, I, I know I wish him the best. I think he will be good, but will he have a better career on paper than someone who isn't as affected as what the franchise moves that are being made is like chase like chase just goes out and plays football he's just a beast at what he does and so i, I think a couple of years from now like i think chase young will probably be one of the best defensive players in football and it, it's a toss-up whether two or joe will be considered one of the best quarterbacks in football you think that he stays on the redskins outside of his rookie contract uh if ron rivera is, is still there yeah i could see that i'm just just spitballing just because i find that these are the teams that guys want to get out of no for so, sure so yeah, like Joe Burrow to the it's huge, but who's to say he doesn't request a trade or, you know, walks in free agency. I just I look at it like, like you know, how we talked about on other episodes, it's just like things that you have to overcome in order to be successful there. As like to me, your quarterback, your barriers are a lot higher than someone that's like a, a different skill position that isn't predicated right. on um, you know, my GM being an idiot. Yeah. Like so you can just, just go out there and do your job. And just do your job. Like yeah. yeah. And Chase's tape is something I don't think we've ever seen before. So I think he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be a headache for that division. And personality-wise, he's, he's just a good dude. He doesn't strike me as somebody who would, you know, not not that there's anything wrong with you know, requesting a trade or anything. I just feel like he, um, you know, just his personality and everything, I, I just feel like he's, he's somebody who's willing to stick things through. Ride or die. Right, exactly. And and if you're the Redskins, you're going to you're gonna offer that man a bag. I mean, it helps too because the Redskins are now becoming like basically Ohio State. I mean, they got Dwayne, teammate, uh, Terry, teammate. Yeah. Like he's, he's like low-key coming home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's from, and he's also from um, Maryland. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good, fine. it's a great fit for him to be honest. It's a great fit. Uh, I disagree with both of you. Uh, let me, actually, that's the wrong way to put it. I actually agree that both of both of those guys, I think you're going to have a good uh, good careers. Uh, mm. I think Chase Young is going to be over. I honestly can't tell you the last time I watched a Redskins game. Like they're just not. Honestly, they're just not televised a lot in Florida. But not just that. But well, they're not televised because they're they're, they're boring. Like Red they're just not fun games. to watch. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, low key racist. Let me stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very high key racist. Uh, but. You know, it just to me like they're not making prime time games. They're not very fun to watch right now. So, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna suffer a little bit. Like his numbers will be there, and yes, he probably will be a great defensive player. But his stock is gonna 
diminish just because n- not a lot of eyes are on him. Right. Um, I think Jeff Akuda is going to have the best career out of top five picks. Ooh, that's hot. Is it? Is it though? It is. Yeah. He's he's two pounds lighter than uh, somebody who used to play for the Jaguars and now plays for the Rams, who is considered the number one cornerback in the league. He's the same height and he plays almost identical in man to man coverage. That's Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's the best DB in football? Uh arguably. Okay. Arguably. Long as we Okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Arguably. I mean so I just, just a little quick check. Just had to make sure. We're good. If Go your ahead. team if your team is playing him, are you are you not oh, watching no, his face? You, you, you not stressing him? No, Jalen's yeah. a beast. Yeah. So and, but what I'm saying is, is is if he's arguably a top DB in the league. And he's been that since the day he strapped up for the Jags. Like his day one, he was walked in like a top five. Like right mm-hmm. now that we see how good he was, like he didn't. We didn't like, oh, he's gonna be top five like right away. But he was. I feel like Jeff Akuda is gonna have that same ability. Like he's gonna walk in kind of like Marshawn Lattimore was a couple of years ago, where people were like, he's good. But then when he walked on the NFL field and was already shutting dudes down, and you're like, okay, oh, he's really good. You see what I'm saying? Okay. That's I think true. that's an interesting pick. Giving the the uh you know the picture you just painted prior to about how the Redskins don't get televised and how Oh, that's why I said like my pick is gonna suffer the same fate. Like it's gonna be the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that in the position he plays, it's kinda hard for people to appreciate it, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's that's my like, Darius only thing Slay's like been good for how long in Detroit? Darius Slay, like, hey man, <laughs> yeah, Darius, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Darius Slay Darius Slay is great. However, the Lions as a whole had the worst passing defense in the league last year and the least amount of interceptions. So Darius Slate individually is great, but as a team, they were garbage when it came to those statistics. Right. And that's true. And I feel like that's what contributed to him not getting that recognition because we all didn't start giving him that love until he until he left. <laughs> Oh so no no like, oh, I've given no 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 you don't lump well, me with well, you guys because well, Slade's well, been a monster well, I'm, for I'm, I'm talking on a national media kind oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of level you know yeah um so Jeff Akuda uh, unfortunately unless unless Matthew Stafford starts being healthy and Matt Patricia uh, becomes an amazing coach uh, no disrespect <laughs> to Matt but all the disrespect uh, well, like literally all disrespect like literally every word you can say like disrespect well let me let me let me um, i mean that's why i gotta say no disrespect <laughs> I, I i i understand what you're saying but to me darius slay's numbers the last few years haven't been as good which typically happens for shutdown corners as they are recognized as shutdown corners because people just stop throwing their way um mm. like we can say that's, Jay, that's true you can say Jalen ramsey had a quote-unquote down year but if nobody's throwing the ball near you, you can't get interceptions. You can't get passes deflected. Like you're it's Patrick statistic. Peterson. Uh, exactly. Effect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, oh, he's not a Pro Bowl guy because he didn't get five interceptions this year. And it's like, bro, I haven't seen five passes all year long. Like, yeah. And I think Jeff Akuda is going to benefit by being a rookie this year. And he's going to just dominate. And it's going to make all of those, all those numbers are going to look really, really good. Turn around and next year, year after that, year after that, his numbers are going to very much decline once people realize just truly how good he is. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I follow you. So I think that all of their passing yards, I think they get better. I think they get better interceptions just because people are going to be willing to try that side of the field now. Mm -hmm. So he's going to make the team look better on paper, which they actually would be better on paper this year. But it's just because they, they see him as a weakness instead of it seeing Darius Slay, who's, you know, Island out there. That's yeah, interesting. We'll see how okay. that goes. We'll see how that goes. I mean, Jeff's got some of the best feet I think we've ever seen. So 
I'm excited to see what he does. I just love how physical he is because he's not. He's not. I mean, he's six one, but he can get up with. I, I'd like to see him run against like Julio, just because like you know Julio's got the height, he's got the weight, he's got the size. They're both really athletic. They both have great feet, great hips, real smooth hips when it comes to ch- changing direction. Be a fun matchup to watch for sure. So it's one of those things where it's. I love physical corners. Like I don't want a corner who's just going to run away from me. I want a corner. Like that's why I love watching Jalen Ramsey. I'm a Florida State fan. Watched him for years. He does not let anybody get off the line for free. So the fact that he can shut down, he can cover you from your first step to your last step, and that to me is is mad impressive for a corner. And Jeff Akuda is going to walk in and do that too. All right. Okay. We'll have to monitor this. I like this. Yeah. So I didn't. I don't. I don't mean it as a as a hot take, but no, no, no. I'm just saying. Well, I mean. I'm curious to see more so how these franchises improve so that we can appreciate these players. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what the, really yeah. the token is here. It's Are they actually going to improve so that we can see them? Because if you win games, you get TV games. If you don't win games, then I got to do research to see how good you are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, last night's draft was one of a kind, something that we'd never seen before. How do you guys feel about uh, at-home drafting? Oh, man, that was... It. <laughs> To me, it was depressing. So uh, I was sitting there. Uh, I watched. I watched uh, the first round with, with uh, a buddy of ours, um, and um, I was just sitting there and I was looking at Joe. You know, obviously Joe Burrow knows he's getting drafted number one. That's not a surprise to anybody. Right. And he's sitting there with his parents. You know, and they're announcing him. Dude's on the couch, puts a hat on, hugs his mom and pops. Is like, cool. Can he was like, can I go now? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was the look on his face, and it's so bittersweet to me because it's it's obviously you know. That, that's what he's worked so hard for. So it would have been great to see him there, walk up those steps, you know, get past all the Roger Goodell boos and, and shake his hand, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think that would have been great to see. So it, it, it felt, it felt a little weird. It was great to see the draft and just have something, uh, some semblance of sports on TV for a second. That was amazing. And then kind of in the back of your head, you're thinking, dang, this is how we're having the draft. I think at one point, like they showed the Chargers fans and like six of the boxes were screens. And I was thinking to myself, are there not enough Chargers fans to, to like fill every box? But you were thinking, you're thinking right. You were thinking right. Joe Rivers but, took all his kids with him. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's like, it's like half the franchise's fan. But um, yeah, so it was just, it was just kind of a weird, it, it felt weird for me. I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the, you know, I've, I've got, family uh, a big huge family and I've got uh, actually I've got several of my cousins are graduating high school this year and I think back to you know I've talked to a couple of them and they're super disappointed that they're not gonna be able to walk across that stage and get their diploma and I think for them you know for all high school seniors out there like this is a major life moment that they're being robbed of right now you know my heart goes out to, to my family as well as to all the other like you know seniors of this this graduating year but can you imagine getting drafted into the NFL? And especially like the beginning of the draft last night, they had the, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Different. They just had a bunch of clips together of people basically celebrating with Roger Goodell as they walked across the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I saw, I saw Vita pick him up. Vita Vea from the Bucks yeah. walks up to Roger Goodell, literally just lifts him off the ground in a hug. You see guys, you know, chest bumping Roger Goodell as they walk across the stage with their, their draft hat on. You know, we don't get the we don't get to see the fit watch for the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to see the Zeke Elliott, you know, crop top, you know, at the draft. <laughs> like, you know, it, but imagine these guys. They're you know, since they were kids. I mean, 
if not since they were kids, definitely since they realized that they were going to be good enough to probably make it in the NFL to hear their yeah. name and be sitting on their couch and not be, you know, how many times have they dreamt probably of walking across this stage? What am I going to say to Roger to be robbed of that moment? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I by no means think that that's what should have happened. I by no means think that, Oh, they should have had the actual draft like that. The NFL made the right choice for sure. Well, for sure. For sure. For sure. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to get that confused, but it just breaks my heart to see these guys have to go into the NFL in this situation. We're never going to get a clip of, of Joe Burrow getting drafted. We're never going to get a clip. Like, you know, when he's telling you his hall of fame speech or, you know, if that's what happens, but you know what I mean? Like his retirement speech, he's had this long, illustrious, great career. And, you know, it always starts with the, you know, with the first pick of the 2020 NFL draft. And it's going to be Roger in his basement. But you know, it just <laughs> like it, it, like it, it's gonna change a generation of football. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. crazy. It's crazy. Well, I mean, for at least one thing. I mean, of course, it sucks that they can't actually walk across the stage. But then this will be. They might be the only ones to ever do this too. So it's like, yeah, they might lose out on that. And I'm sure that the NFL, they're good enough with their branding and their marketing team that they'll probably have something set up once you know everything clears that these guys still get some resemblance of that, um, you know, experience. But like, I mean, looking back on it, like, okay, 20, 30 years from now, like they might be, the, these might be the only guys that have to get drafted like this. It might not be the way they want to do it, but it's still history nonetheless. Yeah. Dang. That's a super interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. That is, I mean, everybody wants to make history in the NFL. Hey, yeah. That's wow. That's very interesting. That's very, wow. very interesting, actually. Yeah. That, that's a great take. Yeah, you know, uh, you silver, know. silver lining out here. Whoever thought you'd be the positive one out of the three of us. Well, I mean, because at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I want to walk across the stage, but like, bro, in the fall, I'm on an NFL team. I'm playing NFL football. Like, my dream has still been accomplished. It's like, yeah, okay, I get a chance to right. shake this guy's hand, but bro, like, I'm wearing a Bengals jersey and the ball's in my hand day one. Like, that's what was, that's what that's what this is really about. So yeah. hopefully they get the chance to actually go out and play. Yeah. But I will say this, Jeff Burrow's parents' house is really nice. It's really, it's really homey. <laughs> Although I would want to move in with Tua's family. I, oh yeah, that, definitely, that, definitely where I want to move. That cabin, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, nah, man, it's cool. I just want to go to uh, Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury's. Yeah, I'm I'm fact. Sure. I, was I think we could. He wouldn't even notice Airbnb, bro. This has to be an Airbnb. Like he has to be renting it out. Got it. I mean, does it? Uh, yeah, I, it <laughs> I mean, he don't need to. But <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. It basically said uh, it showed the Bengals. You know, quote unquote you know, war rooms for their coach and their uh, GM. And uh, all right, what do they call They They don't have a GM. They have a VP of player personnel or something like that. Um, <laughs> right. Director of player personnel. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, uh, it's an office, you know, it's, it's an in-home office. There was nothing really special about it. He had the little bangles, you know, poster in the background. Like, I don't mean that that's not disrespectful at all. Like, I don't mean any disrespect by it. It's way nicer than my in-home office. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in a rude way. But he they wants to put, see the flex. He wants to see the flex. Wow. But it, not just, no, 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 no. But they had a picture of that. And then right underneath it, they had the picture of Cliff Kingsbury's screenshot of him just like, <laughs> and it said, this is the way the Cardinals reminded everybody that they just got DeAndre Hopkins and still have a first round pick. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's actually very true. If you look at all the franchises that were, that were doing quite well or felt comfortable, I mean, you saw Bruce Arians was chilling, bro. 
Like he made a pick and was chilling. He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, we about to get worse. It's all good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speak Did you see Big bad. Red? Did you see Big Red? Oh no, oh, Andy, well, Andy, Andy Reid in the Hawaiian yeah, shirt, bro. the shorts, like <laughs> shorts and Hawaiian shirt, and he's just like, "I'm out here. I just we're going back to back. Who cares?" Max, <laughs> he's like, "We about to repeat. It's all good." <laughs> Dude, even Jerry Jones out here. <laughs> he's Jerry's like, on his yacht. He's bro. like, CD still available? Y'all, y'all, come on now. <laughs> I mean. The draft, I will say this, the draft, it wasn't as entertaining as some were as far as like content, like as trades and that kind of thing. Right. Um, the biggest to me, like once the Giants picked and they picked uh, Andrew Thomas, I was kind of scratching my head at that one a little bit. I mean, like they need everything. So yeah, like a tackle, like it makes sense. But like, I, like I've said before, like I can't name two guys on their defense right now. So the fact that they went offense and they needed an offensive line. That's true. And they're probably thinking if we just hand Saquon the ball, he'll win us games, which that's a, I mean, that's a good bet, I guess. But, yeah. uh, yeah. but you know, after, <laughs> after that, as I was like, mm, okay, now we're starting to get a little bit interesting as far as who, who the picks are. But, but then it kind of, kind of even back out again. I'm not going to lie. I was a little, I was a little surprised too with, the Panthers taking Derrick Brown. Very surprised. I, I for sure thought they would have snagged Isaiah Simmons. So then, obviously, to Cliff's um, to, to Cliff's surprise and to his uh, chagrin, what I'm looking for. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. They, you know, to f- falling to the Cardinals. That was crazy. I, Isaiah. I mean, I did not expect. That, if you were to tell me Isaiah Simmons would have been the eighth pick overall, would have been like okay, blown, dude. Oh, yeah. I was I was at the point at the point he he was at like seven and they picked Derek Brown and I was like if he drops to fourteen <laughs> well yeah I was like whoa but I'm like uh, you know but at that point like we didn't expect him to drop that far so I'm like I don't know what he said in his interviews that just yeah I was like did you guys see the out? Panthers like, reasoning <laughs> behind not picking Isaiah because they said they loved Isaiah too but they picked Derek because of. Uh, they felt that Isaiah would be more fitted for a, a veteran team or something like that. Like they're, they're, someone, they dropped a statement and it was like really? horrendous. I was like, what are y'all talking wow. about? Wow. Come on, Matt Rule. It's it's funny. You'd act like the Panthers weren't a team who just lost like an amazing linebacker, probably one of the best linebackers we've ever seen play football. But while yeah. we're on that topic, I don't think that he's going to play linebacker in the NFL. Really? Think. He's no. a little undersized. I, but I, eh, eh, that's, that's, that's a little hot. I see him playing... Uh, how do I put that? I don't even know. I got him you as know, a strong. I just as a strong safety. I don't have him as a linebacker. I could see that. Mm, I could see that. That's interesting. But I see him playing strong safety, uh, down in the box a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's running a four three, so he can he can get out. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. Now, Cliff, you said that you you got some stuff that you want to see, uh, over the course of the rest of the draft. Well, yeah. Well, before I bring that up, because I know some of that stuff is each predictions for how the second round may go. Or just some, not the second round, even just the later rounds as we get further into this weekend. Um, I seen that the Patriots traded their first round pick, to no surprise, uh, to get more picks, Bill Belichick. Um, but something is telling me, like I, for some reason, I just feel like they're gonna get Josh Rosen. I don't know how it's gonna happen yet, but I just feel like he's gonna get. He's gonna walk into Josh Rosen mm. because I, he's I, he's not gonna stay in Miami. And my thing is, okay. I'm, but see, I'm not one of the guys who's who thinks that Josh Rosen's a bust. I just think that he's been in unfortunate circumstances for the last two years. I can agree with that. It puts me on edge because I don't really want Bill to have a competent quarterback 
And so, and I just feel like he's going <laughs> to figure it out, right? He's going to finesse this, bro. I just feel like he is. That's actually, that's, that's a very, that's, I wouldn't call it hot. It would definitely change Tiago's, uh, Miami's going to walk all over everybody uh, stance. Yeah, I don't believe that anyways, regardless, even if they don't yeah. get it. Uh, I mean, Josh come on now. Yeah. I mean, Josh Rosen is still Josh Rosen. Come on now. But, and uh, Tua is still going to be in a cast by week seven. So <laughs> chill. <laughs> what are we talking about chill. here? I wish two of the best. Um, I, was, I mean, uh, I'm not, I don't mean, I mean, I don't mean to speak that into existence, but <laughs> I mean, I'm a Bucks fan and there ain't no way that Gronk and Tom Brady both plays full seasons this year. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, so, I mean, Gronk's been chilling, you know, for, I mean, when did he retire initially? I don't uh, even know. I think it's two years. It's been a year. I mean, I, I feel like he could at least play. Oh man. It's, it's Gronk's not playing. Games now, he's it? not playing 17 games, bro. Don't Ooh, put yeah, the house on not. that. But, he's not playing 17. Yeah, probably not. Well, I want to hear about some picks that y'all didn't like. Let's let's get hot. What's some picks that y'all didn't like that you didn't understand that we, that we uh, didn't like? Okay, I'll start with that. Okay, um, go back to the team that I was just referring to having good defensive players. Uh, AJ Terrell to the Falcons at sixteen. Um, mm. The Falcons need help on in every place on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Terrell is not a scrub by any means. Uh, he is definitely you know, good enough to be in the, in the, in the conversation. Um, however, if you wanted to draft a corner, I feel like there were, there were better corners available. Um, and I, but to me, I, I wouldn't even have drafted a corner there. Like they need, they need running support so bad. So drafting a, a, I wouldn't say a DT just because there's not a lot of DTs, you know, available at that caliber. But there is a lot of inside-outside linebackers that got drafted after AJ Terrell that could definitely have made a difference. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. Hmm. Okay, so I mean, like I like AJ Terrell. I think he's gonna do. Actually, I think he's gonna do absolutely terrible in the NFL at first. But that's just because he's facing Drew Brees and Tom Brady twice a year each. Yeah, so, he's gonna have to learn fast. He'll be all yes. right though. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater's on a scrub either. So he's got three. He's got two elite quarterbacks and one very good quarterback that he's going to have to face a lot. So interesting. if I, if I played corner, I definitely would not want to be drafted the NFC South right now. <laughs> what about you, Tiago? I don't think that there weren't any picks that I, that I really didn't like per se, but I feel like the chargers really, I feel like the chargers kind of, kind of messed up, man. I feel like they could have done a lot better than, than what they thought they did. I, I get Justin Herbert. I get that that was the pick, that that's what they were going to do. But there was a lot of talk. I really thought that they were going to try to jump Miami and and get Tua. Um, because the thing is, is that like, to me, it's like they're going about like they don't have a plan. Like they really don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, you have Tyrod there. Uh, I don't think Herbert's ready. I don't know what they're doing exactly. I really don't. I really don't. Um, does, I mean, is he athletic? Does he have... Size, arm talent, yeah. Did sure, you say that they have Tyrod there? Did I hear that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got Tyrod in, okay, in, in LA with the Chargers. Yeah. Suppose, so supposedly, just, he's day one starter. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I just there's so many questions about Herbert. I don't, I, I don't even think he's a top pick. Like I went back, I, I looked at all this research, and I'm like, I just, what are they doing? You know, they they could have really, or they could have made some other trades. They could have traded down. Um, I just feel like as a franchise, uh, they could have done a lot better. It's five more years of uh, Philip Rivers football. They just 
Justin Herbert. <laughs> Put him in a seventeen jersey, and it's going to be the same as watching it the last fifteen years. Just, just add a, add like about ten kids. He's good to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I had two teams that uh, they made picks that I don't really understand. Um, one, well, I'll, we'll do the the cold one first. So the Seahawks took I think Jordan Brooks, I think at linebacker, like twenty something, and they didn't address the O line again. I'm like, I don't know why they keep letting Russell live like this. Kind of confused. I don't know. Like, I mean, like, do they need the linebacker? I don't think so. Like, they always make weird first round picks to me. Like, I, I, I don't understand. And their, their, their linebacker core, is. their linebacker core is really good. And they built their linebacker core through their draft. So they're really good at drafting linebackers. So they just but keep doing this is, it? This is one of those moments where they are turning into the Philadelphia 76ers and somebody just got to look at them, somebody and be like, hey, maybe we draft somebody else this time. <laughs> yeah, just just try. Like, like let's just try. Let's see what happens, you know. <laughs> and then um here's a hotter one cuz I've been I have a lot of Cowboy fans in my life. So I got to debate this stuff all the time. But the Cowboys decided to take CD Lamb, phenomenal receiver. Um I mean, on paper a great move. Uh I just I'm just confused as to what the direction is in taking CD Lamb. I mean, like we we just paid Amari Cooper hundred million on the one side, and you have Michael Gallup, okay. And so, because to me, I felt like Jerry Jones just made a luxury pick, and I'm like, you're an eight and eight team. So I'm, I just I don't I don't understand that a little bit. I'm confused there. Yeah, they they, you know, they've got. I'm a, I can't believe I'm actually about to defend Jerry Jones. Like, can you guys, <laughs> like I know we're recording this, but I need you to record like extra record this section because it's like, <laughs> um I actually get it. Like I get this pick. Like mm-hmm. I fully understand why they did it. Um and I'm glad you brought it up because to me it it was it was low key and actually like really, really good move for the Cowboys. So they they do need a little bit of help on defense, but their defense in general is not terrible. Um they've got a great young linebacking core. Uh very, very versatile, very fast, uh, very athletic, uh, mm-hmm. very technically sound. Uh, secondary needs well, some help, but their secondary needs some help. Yes, I'm not, and I hope they address that tonight and uh, uh, throughout the weekend. Like, I definitely or uh, trades, whatever they need to do, they need to address their secondary for sure. Uh, however, the the Cowboys since since Dak and uh, Zeke have gotten drafted have been kind of on the verge of really really being a good team mm-hmm. in my personal opinion I know that the Cowboys get a lot of flack Dak Prescott gets all the hate in the world and I've never understood that like he's not he had a bad second year when his all-star you know his his pro bowl running back was injured um, but you guys forget that at the year before that he was runner-up for rookie of the year behind his running back yeah and low-key Dak's numbers are there yeah, oh, Dak's you know, numbers are last phenomenal. Year. Like his yeah. his numbers are great. He's not the reason that they're losing. Yeah, it's not hot to say you know Dak's a top ten quarterback. Like, yeah, that's not a hot thing to say. Gosh. But people will lose their minds. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think he is. I think he. I think he's a. I'm. I don't. I don't want to put a number out there, but I. I would say he's above. He's not ten. Let me put it that way. He's a top ten quarterback, and he's not ten. But uh, I feel like there's there's just something that they're not getting over the hump. You know what I mean? Like there's just yeah. there's just like they just need one more thing to get him. And yes, defensive secondary might be that thing. Mm-hmm. But having another guy, sure-handed guy, because Michael Gallup's great. He's not mm-hmm. a superstar, but he's great. 
Amari Cooper is a superstar, but we have, you know, I've, I've openly, you know, bashed him <laughs> on this podcast, but the hands fair, though. to be fair and honest, he's just not as consistent as you'd like your number one choice. I got you. So to have somebody and the thing about, about the thing about Amari Cooper, what makes Amari Cooper great? What is the one thing that he does at a extraordinarily elite level? Cliff, he runs the thing. best route running. Runs the best routes. Route running. Exactly. So you have him sitting here running great routes. He's going to be your second, third down guy. CD's taking the top off, and Gallup's doing the doing. You know what Gallup does? He gets open. Like you know what I mean? He just he'll find a soft spot somewhere. But that trifecta of receivers, in my opinion, work really, really, really well together because all three of them can run decent routes. All three of them individually can take off the top of the defense. But at the same time, no, not each of them can do different jobs and make that offense really, really successful. So, yeah, like I said, on paper, I love it. On paper, I love it. It's like my only question is like, where does he fit? Like, there's only, there's only, you're going to run 60 plays a game. Like, what, where does he get his touches? Well, it's not about him getting touches to me. You have to look at it in the scheme. Him being as, as being a threat. Yeah, that's exactly it. Well, I mean, exactly you have Zeke. It. You have Zeke and you have what probably, probably the best offensive line in football, maybe second best offensive line behind the Titans. Um, but you have one of the best offensive lines of football. You have three wide receivers who at any point can torch you for 200 yards and three touchdowns. And now you can't put an eighth man in the box against Z. So just him existing creates that space. Well, the funniest tweet is that they, they said that Jerry is, you know, forever chasing that the ghost of Randy Moss since he passed on Randy. And so, he just won't. He won't let the top receiver slide ever again. Which I, I understand that. But like, I'm look. I'm a fan of CD. I just hope that like it, I understand the theory and on paper, yes, I can see how it it should work. And uh, this is also going to become. This is also going to come down a lot on Mike McCarthy to see what he does. But um, I'm just interested. I'm curious to see how it goes. Like I said, I just thought it was interesting because to me, is it a good pick. Yes. Is it a luxury pick? In my eyes, very much so. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm very excited to watch Cal. Like I hate saying that. Like the fact that I'm actually it's, saying that out loud it's, it's, really, it's it really is. It's sitting so wrong in my spirit. But like I just got. Like, ah, just, it is what it is, man. You hate. I mean, to I'm not it, buying a jersey. Absolutely not. Never. Gonna be fun to watch. All right, so we got we got one more thing we want to talk about, guys. It's a little something, nothing, or everything. Something, nothing, or ESPN on Sunday, last Sunday, and. uh when this comes out tomorrow, will be uh, is airing the last dance. So the first two episodes were last week. Episode three and four will be coming out uh, tomorrow at the time of this podcast release. What did you guys think? I love it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I love. Um, it. I mean, Cliff. I, I, you know, I was talking to you. Uh, I was talking about Nick Wright's point. I, I don't always agree with Nick Wright. Very rarely do I ever agree with Nick Wright. But um, his whole point about how old people be lying, like that was just <laughs> that that was that was amazing. He was he was spitting facts. So that whole snippet about them holding Michael Jordan back from not playing the last fourteen seconds of a game because of that injury risk. Uh, the story uh, uh, with with uh, MJ talking to the doctor that was that was great, amazing. But it, it just I just love it because I'm hoping that we get to get more additional snippets and more because the more we look at it, 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 it to me, I love it because it kind of helps us to understand this conversation of 
you know, a lot of the old heads are like, well, that generation was so much better and this, that, and the other. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be the only person to say that, you know, when you look at, you know, Shaq saying, look, you know, could we have, could we have taken and whooped the 96, uh, the 96 bulls? Absolutely. Shaq, Shaq's not lying when he says something like that. You know, I firmly believe that, you know, there's no reason why the O3 Lakers could not take the 96 bulls. So, uh, you know, let alone the, the, uh, the 15, 16 warriors. So it's just, there's so many of these little things. And, and I hope that this, Yes, it, it gives respect for this for this team and for this dynasty. It's one of the best teams and dynasties to ever uh, play this great game of basketball. But I think it should also bring things into perspective and understand that, look, the more things change or the more they evolve, the more they stay the same, okay? You know, Michael Jordan scored 60 in losses too, you know? Michael Jordan struggled until he got Pippen too. You know, like there are all these little things, you know, it's like, well, Michael Jordan never. Yes, he did. <laughs> So I just I hope that this kind of brings closure uh, to how we view um, past players and and how we compare them to to the players now. Spoken like a true LeBron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the most LeBron thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes, Facts. I mean, spot the lie though. <laughs> I spotted a lot of lies, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's great for as a, as a history lesson for a lot of us. I didn't you know I didn't live that, so I do like to see just the details behind the scenes of you know, what MJ was doing. Like MJ is just, he's just, bro, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like the amount of dominance is just, it's unbelievable. But just to see, um, you know, the day-to-day, the drama behind the scenes, that's really cool. Um, I like how they're, they were, they did like, you know, their little episode about Scotty. Cause I, I learned a lot about him too in that episode that I didn't realize. Um, but so far, like I, I like the, I like the angle that they're using to tell the story. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just good television. She could tell if, as far as what he's what Tiago's talking about and comparing whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't know nothing about that. I know from what I'm from what I'm watching, I'm learning a lot about the greatest six year run in basketball history. Yeah. And I will say this. I've already gotten texts from Braun fans saying that maybe they were wrong. So Tiago, like, I don't know where we're going with you right now, but you know, you're oh, cause that, they're oh, because they watched two episodes of one documentary. Chill. Look, obviously, you weren't even alive when Jordan was playing outside of a Wizards jersey. <laughs> obviously, come on, let's let's take the moment. Obviously, they didn't see the Scottie Pippen episode. Clearly, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, come on, man. Like, let's, I think, let's, I think, if anything, this raised Scottie Pippen to a caliber that to a respect level that he never got. You know I will saying? say, but here's here's I don't really want to get into all of this. Like, but let's go ahead and put some respect on Michael Jordan's name. Because there was no such thing as zone defense until he torched everybody every night. Agree. No one's disrespecting. There was no such thing as being able to like a carry in the 90s and a carry now are completely different as far as like hand placement on the ball. Like you couldn't put your hand more than halfway up the ball and it not be called a carry in the 90s. Like I agree. Offensively, it is much more uh, lax in today's NBA. I agree, but this documentary is about teams. So just as much as 90. it is about the goat, it's about it's about these other guys. It's about Scott. Oh, it's agree. about Dennis. It's about Steve. It's about how this team created this dynasty. Do you yes, know? Do you know who it's goat, most about? But do you know who? It's, do you know who it's most most about? These next two episodes are not going to be about him. <laughs> That's no, what I'm but, trying to tell no, you. No, but do you know who? Do you know who this whole documentary is the most about? It's not about Jordan. I'm going to go Phil Jackson. No. Cliff? 
Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Oh, right, right. He's the only Boy. one that's been, he's filled out both he filled out both episodes. Like he was the, the focal point of both episodes. Got roasted both episodes. That's all I saw. Well, I mean, <laughs> from what I can see, it's deservedly so. So I mean he's I also mean, not he al- he's not job, he's not alive to defend himself. So like Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's about to, he's he, just gonna he, get poured on. So <laughs> he did his job though. Like if we're being honest, like he did his job. Like Jerry put together a good team. Um, and he was right in terms of thinking about the future of the franchise. Like he was not wrong to do those things or, or to say those things. Like I, I can compare it to Bill Belichick. Like Bill Belichick was not wrong for saying, Hey, we should, we should let Brady go. We should keep Garoppolo. You know, is it the popular opinion? No, but it was the right decision. But was it, I don't know. Like there's certain things that I've seen that you gotta remember, like when in, cause this is about the 98 bulls, right? Yeah, 97, 98 Bulls. 97, 98. Yeah. Yeah. And so in 98, I was nine years old. So for me, like, you know, do I remember this? Arguably, you can say yes. Like, I remember the Bulls being dominant. Remember, I remember the name Michael Jordan. I remember the Bulls being dominant. But could you say I was an NBA fan at the time? No. Like, I wasn't. I didn't have the attention span to sit and watch a game. Like, I didn't. I was wanting to do other things. But I was nine. Like, you know, so to, for me, I don't like saying that I saw Jordan play. I saw Jordan play in a Wizards jersey. I saw him wear the four or five in Chicago. Like I clearly remember, have those memories. But at that point, he wasn't. He wasn't the same. He wasn't the Jordan that that won six rings. Um, so I don't remember the Jerry Krause. Like I don't remember like all of this news. But the fact that Jerry Krause came out before the season started and said Phil Jackson will not be coaching with us next year to me is one of like the worst things you could possibly do to your team, like straight sabotage to your team. Well, to, and to Jerry, but that's what Jerry was trying to do. He said, we should not win a chip this year. Like that's what he wanted. And that that's to, what? <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah. How, now, and how we is now this understand why the Chicago bulls have been the Chicago bulls of my generation of my lifetime. Oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jerry, because- Jerry said, look, do you want to win this one? Or do you want to win five more to come? And see, like, it's some things that Jerry says might not, like, in theory, they're correct. But, like, when every player, like, seemingly hates you, like, I'm going to, I'm going to side with the majority on this. <laughs> no, no, yeah, for sure. I I, like, they're both correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they're just looking at it from two different perspectives. Jerry's looking to the future and to protect the franchise. You know, the, the players are looking towards the, their benefit. Jerry's saying that he's building these championship teams, which in, in, in that case, he did have a big part in building that team. But um, in order for him to say that, you know, it's just as important as what he's doing as to the person who's actually making the shots. It's kind of odd that when, you know, Michael Jordan nah, is no longer that was there, whack. that, you know, how many championships did the Bulls have since that last season? No, nah, no, nah, for sure. He was he was whack for saying that, that, oh, well, you know, we're no, nah, no. Nah, the players are. are did you see, did you see Michael, Michael's Hall of Fame speech where he specifically quoted that? And he was like, I don't know why Jerry's here, but, you know. <laughs> Like no, like they they legitimately like hate this guy. It's oh, actually snap. it's not I me. Mean, it's not funny, but it's like, dang, like y'all really didn't like this dude. <laughs> no, no, and, and that's fine. And I think that they understood that Jerry was a quote unquote necessary evil because even Scotty in the documentary was saying, "Look, d- did I like Jerry? No, I cussed out Jerry. I berated Jerry. Right? They were talking about Scotty just just not liking Jerry. Oh, all he didn't, but he didn't it, like Jerry because Jerry didn't pay him." Or that's oh, yeah. well, well, actually sure. like, he, that didn't, he didn't like issue. Jerry because his agent couldn't read. It's not it's not Jerry's fault. Your agent wasn't literate. That's uh, different. Yeah, you know. And Michael Jordan said the same thing. Look, I don't like Jerry. I don't like anything about Jerry. But he did say 
you know, he traded Oakley. That that's what we needed. You know, so he understood Jerry was a necessary evil. I think I you think know? that's that's old school basketball. That's old school sports. The GM is not a player guy. Like he should be a businessman. And I think that that that's really what we got to see in Last Dance is I mean, we know owners that are businessmen and not player people. But right, right. as far as like GMs and you know, the guys making the choices. A lot of those guys, I mean, I think of like Mark Cuban is like boys with Dirk Nowitzki. You know, he's like, I mean, he's a shark too. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, like they're all sharks. I mean, they they own teams for a reason. They're RGMs for a reason. Oh, I mean, Cuban is a literal shark. Like he's on that show, Shark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Masai Ujiri with the Toronto Raptors. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Cutthroat. Yeah. But got him yeah. a ring. He got him a ring. Yep. And they say he still doesn't have a good relationship with DeMar DeRozan to this day, but. Necessary evil. Say what you want about Jerry, but that's six rings. Yeah. Well, the last one he didn't want, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. It's been fun. It's been real. We gotta we gotta hit the road. We gotta we got stuff to do. We've got the draft to watch tonight. Oh, we yeah. have some more sports content to come up with for next week. And we appreciate everybody who's stuck with us this far. We're doing our best to give you guys some great uh individual content every single week. We understand that right now, sports, not exactly the best subject to be making a podcast about, but we still love it. You still love it. We're all here together. Next week, ESPN reporter and anchor Christine Williamson is going to be joining us. We're going to talk about uh, life. We're going to talk about getting buckets. <laughs> so we look forward to sharing that interview with you guys. We look forward to talking to you guys on Instagram at 3OT Podcast and Twitter. Uh, blow up the Twitter, man. Blow up Twitter. Blow it up, please. Blow it up. I'm ready to argue. Yeah, Cliff is running most of that, and uh, we all see it. We all have access to it, so you can call any one of us out, but uh, I love watching Cliff getting arguments. It's it's hysterical. That uh, is entertainment. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's probably more entertaining than anything else in sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the love. Uh, hit, us, hit us with a, uh, a review. Hit us with uh, a rating. If you if you want if you say we're five stars, hit us five stars. If you hit, think we're one star, hit us with five stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but go ahead and throw a review in there so that way we know what to do to get better. So we want to get better for you. Like I said, we've got some things that we're lining up. Everybody's bored in quarantine, man. So we're uh, we're trying to line some things up and keep this really entertaining for you guys. We appreciate everything that you do for us, uh, and we we hope we're putting out a good product for you guys. So again, this is Triple Overtime, signing off.